The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, guys? Kel Strahls and Megan Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys here on SB Nation. Hello. Hey, uh, let's get down. It's Friday. <laughs> she wasn't ready for this energy. Carly Ray, when did your voice get so um, deep? Again, it's Rebecca Black. Oh, hell. <laughs> that was so genuine, too. <laughs> yeah. You, you really thought you had something there. That's okay, I, was like, I was like, this is a good, this is a good reply. This is a great reply. False. <laughs> we fail yet again. Um, yeah. Happy Friday, everyone. Uh, what a week. I can now say for once that um, <clears throat> we actually had like some stuff going on, like in the sports world, like out of, I've been busy in general this week. I don't know about you, Meg. I have my first midterm um, on Sunday. So hopefully if y'all believe in all the things, like whatever you believe in, pray for me you know, juju vibe me, like whatever you need, like send them all my way. Thank you. Goodbye. All the good juju. Yeah. All the good accounting juju. (laughs) God, accounting numbers. Gross. (laughs) Yeah. Could not be me. (laughs) Debits and credits, baby. Um, I know about credit, but, uh, (laughs) well, I can tell you one guy that did not retain his earnings um was Dak Prescott I'm kidding wow wow so I alluded to it earlier um I'll stop making really lame accounting jokes um they don't even make sense in the grand scheme of things but the Cowboys held their inaugural um their opening training camp press conference this Wednesday it looked a little different unsurprisingly um but we got a chance to hear from Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, Mike McCarthy, and one Dakota Prescott. How would you say that it looked uh, different? I ask because I had to read the transcript and not watch it because I was stuck in a car for five hours. Yeah, it was funny. I got your text and you were like, yo, what is going on? Like this conference must be lit because my phone is blowing up. So (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I can't get it to load. So I can't listen to it. But... (laughs) But, but I can feel you and Dave tweeting. <laughs> Seriously. I was like, every two seconds, I was like, I can barely listen to my music over this. So. Um, it was good. I mean, it was interesting because, you know, again, 
I think it's so funny. I come from it from the perspective of someone who used to always, I, you know, I ran training camps. So I was always out there and like, this was like a big part of it. Like we had to create the stage and like, and you had to make sure the scrims were great. And it was all this like really cool looking backdrop and whatnot. And you know, like this time it was just obviously over webcam and they were all three in separate locations. Um, and you know, they didn't have masks on while they were actually talking because they, they were the only ones in the room, I presume. And it was held virtually, um, which I have to say, it kind of <laughs> made for a bit of a painful interaction with the reporters and like all the, 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 the scrum and the, those that were being interviewed because I swear to you, people were just interrupting each other. And I can't tell if it was- Did you mute them? Dude, I don't know, but like, I can't tell if it was because- I would have had everyone on mute and be like, okay, one at a time. It was either like a combination of, I think it was a combination, like they were eager because they haven't gotten a chance to like have any media availability. Like this is so rare. And also the fact that maybe there was like a lag in internet, like, you know, on Zoom or whatever conferencing system you use, like it's, there's just a lag when you speak over internet versus on the phone or like in person. And oh man, I was like cringing at times. I'm like, guys, guys, like, can we like calm down, calm down everyone? Like it was, I mean, they're doing their jobs, but I was dying a little inside, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, that would irritate me. So I'm glad I got to read it instead of watch it <laughs> or listen, I guess. Yeah. Um, so lots of big takeaways. I kind of wanted to start because you and I did a podcast. Um, we do a podcast. Did you know that? Um, Mondays and Fridays. Mondays and Fridays on SB Nation, where you get your podcast. Download it now. Um uh, like a week ago. Yeah, it was a week ago. Um, where we discussed Dak's letter to the um, governor of Oklahoma and the parole board. Or, or, I'm sorry, I, I'm messing that up. But in, in essence, on behalf of the inmate um, on death row, Julius Jones. And so he was obviously asked about that. And just in light of the nature of what's going on in our world right now and the backdrop that a lot of our country is, you know, just everything that's going on right now. Um, he was asked a lot of questions and I was, you know, not that I haven't been impressed with him before, um, but I was wildly impressed with how he handled this and just how eloquent he was and intentional with everything he said. Um, so I kind of want to read like just, just a couple pieces of it because I think it was really poignant. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, the whole entire thing is up on DallasCowboys.com. So make sure you guys tune in for that. And I'm sure, again, if any of you follow any of the guys and the, and the women that, you know, report um, about the Cowboys, you probably have seen snippets of this throughout. You can't miss it. You can't miss it. Um, you know, he talked about his, he made a pledge for a million dollars earlier this year. And he was asked about it. He said, obviously I made a pledge, but not necessarily a donation. I think there's, that's a huge difference because when you pledge, you're saying that you're going to put forth something, not that you're just donating to these people or these people and hoping that they put your money in the right place. When I pledged to go a million dollars, honestly, I mean, it could be more. And I think that's cool. He even said that it could be way more. I just wanted to make a pledge to say that I am here and I'm here for the people to help create a better culture with our, within our law enforcement system so that we can gain that trust. Um, and I, uh, I love that. I, I think that speaks volumes to how, I, I, I feel that like, perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like 
you could you could accuse a deck of having some like canned answers canned responses like in the past but i feel like in this press conference he really like yeah of course i'm sure he like ran this through pr or something first but like he really was speaking like from the heart on everything well i love that mentality of saying it's a pledge and not just necessarily donating yeah and i think that that's why one of the reasons why I love being your friend. I mean, you've been so, it's been throughout a lot of, when, when tough things happen, I, I've been really grateful for the people that I've surrounded myself with and it's reinforced the decisions that I've made in my life. Um, and I think you do a really good job of it too. And it's, it's a lot of like walking the walk and just not talking the talk. And I think that sometimes it's trendy to be a part of a movement and to, you know, post whatever is being posted at the time and not, fully follow through in your everyday life beyond when that movement is popular. And I think that's what he's kind of acknowledging there. And he's saying, listen, I'm going to do this, but this is bigger than a donation. And my, my pledge is to be a part of this and be a part of the solution and not just throw money at it when it's relevant, but to continue to work with it. And if it takes more than a million dollars, then that's what it takes. And I think that's, badass and I think oh, it's that's so the, badass I think that's the mentality that our world needs really in solving a lot of issues at hand like again like you know it's bigger than just acknowledging it it's what are you going to do about it and what are you going to do about it when it's not popular to talk about anymore like are you just going to forget it forget about it because your privilege allows you to because you're not affected or what you know what decision are you going to make then go off sis so I just thought that was the coolest thing. Um, I, I've respected Dak for a long time. I've gotten the chance to do some work with him, but to hear him speak so poignantly, um, I thought was really cool. And, you know, he, again- There's action behind his words too. It's not just, yeah, this, this sounds nice. This'll play well and whatever. It's like, no, I fully intend on like, putting myself in this and really um, speaking it to power, or not, not even speaking it to power, but like putting action behind it. So. Right. And he also touched on the Julius Jones letter, which again, um, if you guys didn't listen to our episode, um, it's on last Friday's episode of Girls Talking Boys. And I tweeted out the Times article, and I know Meg did too, um, the Time article that was the full story about it. But um, he said, you know, listen, I, I wrote this letter on behalf of to, on Julius Jones because I've been blessed with an amazing platform and a platform to be able to touch and be able to speak and to inspire so many different people with my voice. I think it's important and sometimes I feel obligated to do so. Um, I, uh, I, I, I simply felt obligated to do something about it and write a letter and try to make some change with that. Um, so again, I think that's just, I have to, I know he's not the only person that says something. I know that, no, yeah. you know, he's not the first, but I have to. The, the first time a lot of us heard about it though was through Dak. So. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's also like a point, a, a great point, Meg, because, you know, I was, when I was reading the time article, there's guys like, um, um, oh my gosh. Um, Dave's favorite player, Russ, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> who had written a letter and Blake Griffin had written a letter. And, you know, like you mentioned that this is the first time you heard about it. I mean, 
but maybe there's other people that who are who are Thunder fans who the first time they heard about it or OU fans and the first time they heard about it was when Blake Griffin you know wrote about it or brought it to the people's attention like it's and I think that's the whole conversation around athletes and people who have profiles using their platforms for something greater than the the industries that maybe they work in and they are paid directly for because you know, they can help shed light and bring awareness to things that maybe people who are consumers of their product or who are part of their audience hadn't realized or thought of or seen before. And, you know, I've, I've always subscribed to this mentality. And I think my parents always, when I was younger, had just ingrained this in my mind, but I really do believe wholeheartedly, the more that you're given, the more that I, I, I hate to say the word expected of you, but the more that you should do, um, because that's kind of how you make the world a better place. And ultimately it isn't about you. Um, and so, I don't know. I just, I need- We're all a part of something bigger, so. I'm not trying to sit here and like, and just totally be, you know, <laughs> fanning Dax flame, but like, I really, I really respected the hell out of what he had to say. And I thought uh, it was very, I believe him. And I think that's cool. And I think that I'm, I'm, really proud of people that and I'm proud of him for using his platform for a greater good and for speaking you know in in owning his truth and yeah I think that's really freaking cool I completely agree I really respect that he is doing the walking the walk talking the talk it it's like reaching into every aspect of his life too and that's why he's such a good leader on and off the field um, whether that field is in his backyard or, um, elsewhere, you know, yeah, I totally agree. And we'll touch on the backyard here in a second. Cause that's kind of funny when he brought it up, but also like one last comment on it. Um, Jerry Jones was asked as well. And he, you know, he, he basically was asked point blank, what are you going to do if a player wants to kneel this year? And I think in conclusion, they haven't figured that out, um, because they haven't had a chance. But to- he d- has figured out which buzzwords that he wants to use. What's that so. one? Um, grace (laughs) and also, um, embrace. Is it, is it, um, a coincidence that they match? (laughs) You know, I think there's something to it. Or they rhyme. Rhyme is the word that would be used in that context, Kelsey. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to you, I was on the phone with my professor, my old journalism professor earlier. And like, he, he likes my work and I don't know how, because it's shocking that I've been trained <laughs> to be a journalist. <laughs> like with some of the you know things what? That come out of my mouth. People mix up their words sometimes. It's okay. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, but you know, Jerry said, "Listen, we, you know, I, I intend to show. I think the key word here is what he was saying. He's like, the key word here is grace, and you know, we have. He wants to be shown grace if he allows people to kneel, and then he wants to give grace to people that want to kneel. Is what I got out of that. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that the Cowboys have a definitive answer for how they're going to handle any situation. I know we saw a couple years ago at the Monday night football game against Arizona. Was it Monday night football? I think so. Um, what they that sounds they, right. Yeah. What they did when they all knelt together in that line. Um, so I, I can expect, I think you can expect something from them, but I don't know what it is. And I don't think they know either. And so I'm sure. Whatever it is, Jerry will walk it back after and say, America. Now walk it back. Now walk it back. Now walk it back. 
Exactly um, like your last time. <laughs> yes, exactly like that. Um, but another part um, I thought I took away from Dax conference too was um, our one David Hellman, y'all might know him. He asked him if not getting his long-term deal this summer provided him with extra motivation to prove himself. I mean, we've been speculating about this for months, Meg. Like, this has been like the one topic that we've been able to talk about all off season was Dax ever and ever yeah. and ever. <laughs> and we ain't done yet, folks. Um, anyways, I was going to say it's the song that never ends and then get you get that stuck in your head. So, well, you're good at doing that. So, uh, <laughs> I still got it in there. <laughs> you do. So I liked his response to, um, God, I'm just being such a homer today. Whatever. It's fine. He deserved it this time. Uh, whatever. I will be Dax hype girl all day. He gets enough hate on the internet. Truth. Um, so his response to, you know, reaction to not getting a long-term deal this summer and like, did it provide extra motivation? He said, my fire is burning and my fire is big. You can throw whatever you want in there for it to burn and then for it to get bigger. I don't know if I'm necessarily trying to prove something to the Cowboys or to this team, because I feel like everybody in this building, this organization knows the player that I am, knows the man that I am, knows where my heart stands. I just want to be great. And that's what I do each and every day is just try to come in here and do the best that I can to take another step to being that. Boom. I mean. Mike, drop. Listen, the Cowboys have quotes that they put on the walls of their facility. If that's not on the wall in like 10 days, I'm shocked. Then someone's not doing their job right. <laughs> You're fired. Um, yeah, I thought that was great. I mean, I think it reinforced the fact that he was like, yeah, I mean, sure like throw whatever you want my way like whether you want to call it disrespect whether you want to call it motivation um whether you want to you know whatever it is like obviously his fire is burning and he 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 does want to be great i there was a lot of talk about well is he actually involved in off-season prep and because he hasn't signed his deal yet like is he going to be on you know meetings and stuff like is he going to join the zoom calls the I mean, man we've been, we've been saying this we were like there's no world in which this man is opting out like <laughs> The man freaking went out and built a freaking football field in his backyard. I mean, are you kidding me? If you had a question. Football fields. Surely you don't now. Yeah, you better not. <laughs> like, I kind of want, I want to check it out. Where's, the, where's his MTV Cribs thing? Like, that should happen. Here's the thing. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to do a GTV SB Nation Dak Cribs and we're going to work on it like we have to do it so we'll have to take a tour of his house and like do the field I'm sure he's going to love this suggestion uh huh approve <laughs> I know he will it's fine I'll call his agent we're good <laughs> um, yeah I mean when I heard that I was like are you kidding me like that's incredible so uh, never fear Cowboys Nation uh, Dakota P has is taking this very seriously. <laughs> Man never stops working. Let's uh, go. A football field isn't built in a night. So uh, we know that this has probably been in progress for a minute. And apparently he's been getting some good reps in. I mean, just like, I don't know what you want to call it. And like, I don't even know what they're a hundred percent even allowed to be doing and not be doing. But I, I know he's at least had some contact with CD at least had some contact with like, you know, some of the guys on the offensive side of the ball. So that's pretty cool. Um, so don't question if Dak is serious about 
the football or not <laughs> the football desire to be great because uh i you know just peep his crib like come on so anyways hey um, mtv welcome to my crib welcome to my crib but on the topic of his uh deal jerry did mention and i thought this was interesting and i want to get your thoughts on are you buying what he's selling he did say that covid was a big factor i mean it was a factor i don't know how big but he did say like well you know with the backdrop of COVID, like it made things more difficult for negotiation. And so I wonder if you're buying that argument because no, we saw, let me just say this. <laughs> we saw this week after that press conference on Thursday, um, Travis Kelsey and George Kittle were both signed to deals. So apparently, but don't it worry. It can be done. It can be done in COVID times. It can well, be done. Patrick Mahomes got a big one too. So yeah. So you're are, you're not subscribing to this? Theme no, theme I don't at all. <laughs> if you wanted to make it happen, you would have made it happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if anything, he might be watching his checkbook because of COVID, and right. that's why he wants to wait a minute. But like, I, I don't buy that. That had, and again, like he wasn't too specific about anything. So maybe that is what he meant, but. He can't say that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I, I don't. I want to give. I want to give Jerry some grace. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give Jerry some space. <laughs> I want to embrace the grace that he's asked us to give him. And I, you know, I'm not going to fully discount that it didn't have an impact because I think you actually hit the nail on the head. Like being cognizant of the impact that this will ultimately have, this pandemic will ultimately have on the team on the revenue, on the salary cap, and subsequently, you know, what they can pay players, I think is, you know, that's a business decision that they need to be keeping an eye on. And I'm sure that had some semblance of uh, an impact on contract negotiations. Am I going to say it's to blame? I don't think I can go that far, but um, I did think- You can draft from your yacht, okay? You you can (laughs) sign your QB1 if you want to he he also um uh he also talked about it was funny he brought up herschel walker and how back when he like first bought the team oh god he had to subsidize the amount for herschel's like i can't remember the full uh details of the transaction but he had to subsidize a portion of herschel's salary because of the the details of the transaction and how things were like tied up with the nfl or whatever at the time so he had to come out with his own like i think it was like extra like 10 million dollars out of his own pocket and i'm like just do that like it's fine <laughs> yeah like that's just, chill just do that like just go ahead and you know write how about jerry since players can be sponsored actually i wonder what the rules are on this i mean i know it's <laughs> against that but like since players can be sponsored We'll take a Jerry Jones-owned organization, Blue Star Sports. Blue Star Sports is now going to sponsor Dak Prescott for $123 million. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) What if that happened? (laughs) There has to be, like, some some contract. Honestly, I wouldn't – I mean, you kind of get that, though, and it's not – so obvious that way but like just think of the contract or like the contracts that you get just because you have a star on your helmet like yeah 
but like conflict there has to be a conflict of interest clause well, I'm sure. yeah. that's probably why he doesn't do it <laughs> or does he like what if we just unearth like this actual thing that people are doing <laughs> Like, are you trying to say that Jerry's money laundering? <laughs> I mean, no, but I know. But like, Papa, he owns like part of Papa John's, I believe. So, what if Pop? Like, does that mean that Papa John's? Does Papa John's even own part of Papa John's anymore? I don't know, Papa John. I think he could just sell it all to Peyton Manning now. At this point, with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice. Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I will say that garlic sauce is fire. Here's the thing. If I had to pick a takeout pizza and I'll die on this hill. I would pick Papa John's and I know it's an unpopular opinion for some. I don't know why. They have great sauce and their 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 garlic sauce is amazing. I like Pizza Hut too. It's like crack. It is. It is. Like I don't know why people hate on Papa John's. Like Papa John's is the best takeout pizza. I like Pizza Hut too, but like I only want Pizza Hut when I'm like wasted and I'm like give me the grease. <laughs> and in like Domino's, like Domino's, like kind of, I was, I was out on them for a while, but they have a pretty good thin crust. And like, I can mess with that, but PJ all day, baby. All right. She is, she has taken a stance y'all. This is the Mount Rushmore. As always, there's a, there's a hot food take for you to devour. I'm sure if Dave was on here, he'd have a trash uh, rebuttal, but good thing he's not. Um, yeah, so that was the Mount Rushmore of pizza. You're welcome. <laughs> um, anyways, so uh, Jerry made the comments about COVID and impact on contracts, but he also made some comments about COVID and the impact on the season and the impact on the opening of the stadium. So in essence, he was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and confirm that the Cowboys are playing in front of fans. So as you guys recall, um, there are some teams, and I would I need to get a breakdown of this. I don't know off the top of my head, but I know Philadelphia is one of them, that they aren't going to have fans. Like Philadelphia, the city of Philadelphia has mandated no large gatherings over like X amount of people. So the opportunity for fans to be inside whatever trash stadium that they play in is <laughs> zero. I don't feel bad for them. I would be willing to guess that LA and New York have similar situations. I can see it. Well, yeah, it would, have to, it would have to be New Jersey. It's New Jersey. Well, well yeah. yeah. I bet they're the same. They'd be the same. Don't tell anyone from there that you said that. No, I mean like their policy. They'll, they'll You're going to get Jersey boy Dave in your, uh, <laughs> in your mentions. Jersey and, and New York are very different. I will acknowledge that. <laughs> but I, I do think that they're like following suit on what they do, but I can't confirm that. Yeah. Um, you didn't hear it here first. You didn't hear it here first. Um, we said it, but we didn't. So he said, we're going to have fans. We don't know. He wouldn't comment and commit well, forever. Down the road at uh, FC Dallas, they had fans. So did they really? Yeah. 
how many did they eliminate? Uh, yeah, it was definitely limited and spaced out and there was mask wearing. Well, they're outdoors too. They're fully outdoors. They are fully outdoors. Yeah. Hmm. Well, um, so he wouldn't commit to a number, but Charlotte Jones tweeted out, um, a statement and then we, the, the media got some just reaffirming that like, Hey, we're going to follow CDC protocols and do the best we can to keep this safe and blah, 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 and follow the advice. But here I got a hold of, um, I think it was John Mishota. Yeah. Mishota tweeted out the current regulations that will be followed this season. It's limited stadium capacity. They don't know um, what it's going to be yet, but obviously you'll have to come, you'll have to practice social distancing. Uh, it says weather, this is, this is the interesting part because the ATT stadium is obviously a closed building, but they have the roof. So God can watch his team play. Um, but also Facts. now it's going to also help ensure that they all don't get COVID too. <laughs> Dual purpose. Thanks, Jesus. You know, um, also he likes to help out with the with the sun. So yeah. all playing at night. So I think we're um, good. Yeah, we're good. But weather committing AT&T Stadium has the retractable roof and the end zone doors that are designed to give the ability to maximize fresh airflow. Um, so that's that's a, something that they're obviously looking into right now. Mask policy, you'll have to wear a mask. Um, and then seating all all tickets will be distributed in seat blocks known as pods. So pods are the new seating for games <laughs> to maintain, maintain, maintain distance between groups. Here's a new, I'm going to introduce a drinking game for those of you that listen to this, this <laughs> show at night, whenever I make a flub and like, can't say a word and words are hard, you take a drink. Um, only if you want to know full disclosure. You think it drops at noon instead of, <laughs> Five o'clock somewhere, baby. It's on Friday, so I, I'm not That's judging. That's true. I will not judge what you do on a Friday. Um, so you will sit in a pod and maintain to maintain distance between groups who are not known to one another. Fans are <laughs> – this is great. A great line. Fans are required to maintain pod, pod drink, pod integrity by only transferring tickets to family or friends within their trusted group. Um, and then mobile ticketing only, cashless experience – tailgating only specific spaces for tailgating uh food and beverage grab and go so that is as of right now your new stadium experience thoughts okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm really interested to see these pods maintain the integrity of your pod (laughs) that's my favorite i mean that's a group of dolphins in my head so um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well okay so i'm just i'm wondering does is there like a photo of like what a pod looks like no but in my head i'm envisioning like when they tried to open bars here for a hot second and they put the like like <laughs> plastic not plastic um yeah plastic yeah. wall dividers yeah like all around the bar yeah and you're supposed to stay within there yeah like is that a pod I don't know, but if you had to build your pod. Or are they just saying, like, just sit in your group and uh, crisscross applesauce and don't get up without permission? I don't know. Like, what? I, I need more details. Let me just ask you a really important question. If you had to build your pod today, would I be in it? <laughs> You're already in my pod. <laughs> in, like, multiple uh, – 
<laughs> meanings of the word. <laughs> it's like podcast. Oh, there she is. Play yeah. on words. Um, I just feel like I'm really happy to hear that I'm in your pod. I think for <laughs> pods. Like, I think we can run into some, like, real Queen Bee issues. Like, you know, if it gets catty and whatnot with, you know, exclusions of people who don't make the cut to be in your pod. Like, what does that look like? Do you name your pod? Like, is it, is this, like, how how far are we taking this pod experience? I, it would be great if you could name it. Do you all dress alike? So we know who's in your pod and who's not. I mean, I feel like everyone kind of dresses alike when they go to Cowboys games anyways. They wear Cowboys gear. Yeah. Yeah. They're on on theme. Let's name our pod. Let's figure out a name. (laughs) Um, Girls Talking Boys. Taking applications now to be in Megan I's pod for game days. Um, (laughs) You have to uh, be a dolphin and – I'm sorry. And not have COVID. (laughs) I'm really harping on the pod word. I understand that. But I, I just, you know, I have questions. We're big on buzzwords today on the show. It's a, it's a just give us some grace. We're embracing the graceful pod. (laughs) Um, I did think there was an interesting perspective, like whether or not you agree with going to a game or you're going to go go to a game, you're not going to go. Like, I'm not like, that's, that's, you know, your personal decision. Um, I felt like Reese, I was, Reese Davis had uh, a really interesting thought on all of this and obviously a lot of you know him from college game day and uh he was having a conversation i I think it was on instagram where i saw it and he said you know my whole thing with all of this this uproar around the seasons being canceled and the things that are being put into place in terms of safety and for those that maybe aren't canceling their seasons how can you say that you actually care about player safety and if if you don't cancel your season or you don't address this aggressively, if you will, um, because you've previously harped so much on concepts like concussions and concussion protocol and CTE and you know things of that nature. Like that's kind of been a thing that I know at least on the on the college level. Obviously, I don't you know whatever, but it's I think it's an interesting interesting dichotomy and thought to bring up where he says you can't pick one por- portion of player safety to care about and not care about the other. So I'll just leave that perspective there. I thought that was very interesting. Um, and, you know, I think we're going to see a lot of conversations on both sides of the spectrum coming up and um, yeah, it'll be kind of, it'll be wild to see how it all plays out, I guess. We'll be watching. Um, from afar, <laughs> from afar. <laughs> yep, pretty much. That's gonna be on game day, though. Um, Meg, I uh, I watched a new season, the new season of Hard Knocks. Did you watch it this week? It came out on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, the reason that I watched it is because you told me that it came out because I've been oblivious and in my uh my binging bubble, so I uh, had no idea. Let's just go ahead and make sure that we go ahead and memorialize this moment that there's, this is a moment in time where Kelsey Charles knew about a content experience or a piece of content before and watched it before Megan Murray did. So yeah, this is basically, this is big for her guys. This is like a meteor. Like you, <laughs> you only see it once in your life and this is it. So you're welcome. 
the history in the making or history has been done, had, whatever. Um, totally. Well, thanks for uh, alerting me. Yeah. So I did watch it. It was and, interesting, right? First of all, I was absolutely cackling at the fact that they had uh, Lynn at like barbecuing with his wife and like won't buy uh, fancy barbecue utensils. And then they switch over to Sean McVay. Yes. Like, honey, would you like some rose? Like in their huge ass mansion, like, yeah. like by the pool. Overlooking Hall Overlooking LA. <laughs> like with their wow. purebred, like, uh, you know, trained in Italy, Germany, dog, whatever. They yeah, eat. talk about the tale of two teams. Like, whoo. Seriously, I didn't even think about that. And and just like it's, I mean, obviously they're they're obviously different teams, but they're in the same city. Everything they do is so different. Yeah, I uh, if you guys haven't watched Hard Knocks, it came out this week on HBO, the first episode of this year's season. They're covering both LA teams, which makes sense, and I think it's cool. Two for one special, so Chargers and Rams and basically how they're navigating this pandemic. And um, yeah, like you said, Meg, it's, they are, I think there's similarities, but there's also some differences. Um, And also coming out of it, I believe we found out from that show that um, head coach of the Chargers, Anthony Lynn had uh, actually had COVID and he admitted that on the show, which I, I would, I think a lot of people were kind of shocked to hear like, Oh, Whoa, we didn't know you had it. Um, yeah, I think he was like what talking to the was it the team was it the team psychologist or something know. like that. But yeah, they kind of they got into it and like how like COVID shaming is a super real thing and um just like the guilt you feel and he didn't even realize that he had it and if he hadn't been watching this like television program like would he have even thought to get tested and like, oh, yeah what if he had, would he have infected um as a result of not knowing right so super interesting yeah so um i just thought it was cool because it gave you a lot of behind the scenes look on you know we've been hearing about it and and either a combination of like speculating or just hearing from reporters on what the training experience, the training camp experience in 2020 is actually looking like for teams. And you had a decent idea, but to actually see it was kind of cool. And so, yeah, I, would I feel ag- like I have a good understanding as to like what, um, what all they're doing to, you know, words. I'm having a, I'm having a moment where I can't think of the word I'm trying to say, but you know what I mean? Drink. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I actually think it's funny because I bet after watching that, a lot of the people associated with the Cowboys were like, dang it, we wish we were in Oxnard because these teams have an advantage. So what the Rams have done is they've gone out, and it doesn't matter to them anyways. They don't have a full facility built yet, I don't believe, and so a uh, practice facility, though. And so what they've done is they've built, like, a massive, big, like, white, like, circus tent, and that is where they're holding their meetings. So they're having everything outside. Um, and which yeah, is they're great. working out outside. They're having meetings outside. Oh, I mean, and they have the weather for it too. Those jerks. Yeah. So they can do that out there. Like they have two different tents for their weight rooms. We did that when I was doing training camp, like we bring, we, we build a tent on a tennis court and we bring 
all the weight equipment and that's what we do. And that's obviously what they're doing. Um, and I'm just going to say this now, like you're welcome for the inspiration LA Rams because you definitely came up to our training camp a couple of years ago. So I'm going to go ahead and assume you stole that idea from us and maybe we should. Posers. Anyways, they're holding a lot of their stuff outside and that's obviously going to help with airflow and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I thought, I thought that was interesting. And then they were enacting things like you can't, um, you know, your first four rows of the, of the seating, like you couldn't sit in because then you'd be close to people and daily testing. So we got to look into what that looks the like. Testing was funny. It was very funny. <laughs> well, cause obviously we've all seen like, um, that they do this Q-tip all the way up to your brain. Like that was the early days of testing. Now they're doing like you're just hanging out in your in your nostril there for like ten seconds. I was gonna say, like, is it has it changed, and is that gonna be the well, test? That we, the public they weren't going up that far. They're just like swabbing around the like front frontal node area. If that's the test, then like I wouldn't be afraid to get a test. But the one where it like literally impales your eye and your brain, like, no, sir. <laughs> I okay. <laughs> I watched this TikTok. It's probably one of my favorites, and it's just of this guy getting a COVID test, like a drive-through. And he, he like freaked out and he like pulled away and the Q-tip was still in his nose. Dude, that's what, that's what I'm so afraid of. I'm not, I'm not joking. Like my anxious ass and yours too, for that matter. Oh yeah. I'm oh, fully good. convinced that this freaking massive, like, like Q-tip is going to break off inside my head and then be stuck. <laughs> and I'm going to die that way. Like. That's how I go down by death by COVID. Like not COVID itself didn't kill me. The test. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I, I would be down with the, with the, I don't know what they're calling it. Like the nasal swab or something. Yeah. Um, but the, the guy definitely saw a video like that. Cause one, I forget who it was, but they were uh, getting the test and he was like, Oh, this isn't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like funny. flinching when she was about to stick the Q-tip in his nose. It was funny. Yeah. Um, they also are doing antibody tests too. So I thought that was kind of cool. But, uh, the one thing that I really, um, caught on to was their locker rooms. So their locker rooms are, they had two, um, I think it was in chargers. They had one for like the practice squad members or like maybe the, the rookies. And it was pretty much, um, it was pretty spaced out. Like it looked like, it looked like if you took an individual locker and then you just, I don't even know how to describe it. Like you took the individual locker and then you like took it out and then put it somewhere like across the room. Yeah. Yeah. Like it almost know. looked like. That um, may or may not have made any sense, but you can watch it. Yeah. It, it just looked like an obstacle course, like uh, some sort, like where you had to like weave in and out of all of the different lockers and there's, you know, six feet apart and all that. But then in the main locker room, they were, you know, sp spaced with, um, with um, like the plexiglass and all that that we've seen previously used too. So, and then even some players were wearing their masks, um, were wearing their masks while they were practicing too. So. Uh, I saw a lot of that actually. Yeah. I was surprised by that, but I think the reason being, and you've seen the Cowboys go ahead. There's some people that have taken some extra precautions where they've kind of created their own bubble over at the Omni at the star and decide to kind of quarantine, if you will, the 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 general sentiment this season seems to be that and it makes sense that the team that is the healthiest and manages to stay the healthiest will be the one that has the better chance of the best chance of winning the super bowl oh totally 
That's why we created the Omni Bubble. Yeah. That's so, not why, but it might be a little bit. So yeah, the Cowboys are going to go to the Super Bowl. The end. Boom. <laughs> We've decided because we made the bubble. You did hear that here first. You did. Quote us. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It was really interesting. It was a cool like behind the scenes look. Gave you a peek behind the curtain. I would encourage you guys to watch it. I mean, it's a great show anyways, but it just was really fascinating, extra fascinating because of the added layer of the pandemic and seeing truly how teams are navigating that. And I'm, I know it will only get more interesting from here. I completely agree with that sentiment. Um, yeah. So you alluded to um, the bubble at the Omni Meg and the Cowboys, while they haven't been doing like full, full, full practices, um, they will be starting to do that here pretty shortly. And there is going to be a new person on said field come practice time. Oh, really? Oh, really? Um, all of you calling for the use or to get a free agent while, I mean, Steven must have been just low-key laughing to himself while the press conference was going on because he knew he had this news in his back pocket. Like, I just, I don't know if I can be that stoic. I applaud him for that. Uh, the Cowboys went out and got y'all uh, another guy to go sit across from Demarcus Lawrence on that left side. Everson Griffin, ever heard of him? Uh, he's pretty yeah. Right. yeah, he's a, he's a pretty good, he's a pretty good uh, player from uh, the Vikings, but Man, the deal they got him on, whew, I, I am just, listen, one year, $6 million, like, are you joking? Is that even real? I'm, I'll take it. I know the guy is not 100,000% in his prime, but if you tell me that that's not an upgrade from, like, the Robert Quinn, like, um, I, you know, then you're crazy. And I think Robert Quinn's, Quinn's great. So I can he uh, take over Robert Quinn's uh, cowboy celebration. Ooh, I don't know. I feel like I'm looking at a photo of him right now and it feels like he does like the double arm flex. This is celebration. So, you know, I don't know, <clears throat> but I did like Robert Quinn's. That was really good, man. I forgot about that. Yeah. More he people need to that. Maybe Gerald McCoy will do it. Yeah. He for sure. Like a, or cowboy celebrator. Or you can give it to Gallimore because he's a draft pick. So, like, we know he'll be around for a while. I'm into giving Neville um, all the praise and all the celebrations. So, that's fine with me. Right. Um, so, his agent, actually, Brian Murphy with A1 Sports. Um, he's awesome, by the way. Like the Is he Ryan Murphy? Uh, Brian. Oh. He, I... Um, <laughs> I was like, you know how much I love Ryan Murphy. Yeah. I know it's not the same thing, but. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he's awesome. He's amazing. And he came out and made a, made a statement basically. And he's like, dear Dallas, you have no idea the type of player in person you just signed in Everson Griffin. He's proof uh, that everything is bigger in Texas. His contributions to Dallas on and off the field will be bigger than you can imagine. This is the guy who used to toy with Tyron Smith and practice every day at USC. I love them both. So that's pretty cool. I mean. I have a few thoughts after that. <clears throat> yes. One, um, I love this, uh, that uh, Tyron and Tim will be reunited. Yes. Two, 
Everson Griffin is a strong name. It is a very, very good name. And also, I just feel like him, like, just the way that he made him sound, like him plus D-Law plus, like, uh, Gerald McCoy, that'll be, they'll be, like, the three amigos. Let me read this line to you. Let me propose propose a starting lineup. Um, left fence Vin Griffin, tackle Gerald McCoy, tackle Atari oh. Poe, and right side bookending it with D-Law. Let's go. Does that excite you? Because- Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? I use that meme all the time and I've never seen the movie. So yes, that. Talking. Yeah. Um, guys, I'm excited. Like now we can start. I'm gonna, yes. What we're gonna do is start to, I'm gonna re-predict the season. We, we've said we're going to do that. We're going to do that. But then we're going to start predicting like sack leaders and like, this is going to be freaking fun. Freaking fun. This will be highly enjoyable if we now, can get it done. Yeah. Like now, <laughs> I'm not going to say it. We just, y'all don't mess this up. Right. Like let us enjoy this moment, please. NFL, like please do something to make I sure mean, we're good. They even called out, uh, the Miami Marlins when he was talking to the team on hard knocks. Cause he was like, this only works if we all do it together and you can't be off like disrespecting your teammates when you're not like uh, at the facility and stuff and bringing it back with you. So, or you also mean like uh, Seahawks, Kimba, well, I don't even know what to say. It's like the, the, the rookie corner. He literally, you guys, the Seahawks cut their rookie corner after he was caught on video trying to sneak a female visitor into the team hotel. <laughs> the, best the-, part, the best part, <laughs> she was wearing Seahawks gear in an attempt to disguise her as a player. <laughs> oh, my God. Come on, man. Was it worth it? No. What are you doing? So, yeah, c- come on, man. I just, I don't know what to do with that. Don't, none of y'all, if you don't belong at the Omni, don't go to the Omni. You hear? <laughs> just so we're look, abundantly clear where things stand on this podcast. Do look, not. Look, sex is cool, but, like, have you ever watched the NFL after not having sports for months? Like, think about it. But have you ever, yeah, like, sex is cool, but have you ever won a Super Bowl? Like, stop it. Yeah. There's other ways. Have you ever made millions of dollars and got to do your job? Yeah. Like, who's, Come on. Who's going to pick him up now? Like, I don't know. I'm watching. Liability. <laughs> the Cowboys can be like, well, we do have a need at secondary. And so, you know. <laughs> oh, don't. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, you guys, lots of developments, lots of fun stuff to talk about. It's going to be an interesting season to say the least. Uh, we want to hear your thoughts on, you know, just the state of affairs. Like, how do you feel about what the new normal looks like in terms in the NFL world? Do you, are you going to be going to games? Like who's in your pod? Most importantly, like, even if you don't go to the game, tell us who's in your pod. Like, let us know, like we got to know and help us name our pod because I just feel like <laughs> this is going to be a really important part of our NFL experience this year. Like pod, 
whether you're in the stadium or not, we're make we're creating pods. So it's pods. Let us all be peas in one pod. Pod season. Um, this was fun. <laughs> Hope you guys uh, enjoyed it. <laughs> Hope you didn't have to drink too much, but I think you did because words are very hard. But what do you know? Um, we are be back. Wow, drink again. We are back on. <laughs> This is going to turn into an after, like a like an after dark show because of like how many beverages people have to consume. DTB after dark. I'm sorry, guys. Man, um, <laughs> we are back on Monday. <laughs> Make sure you come hang out with us. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself. Stay socially distanced. Stay safe. We are thinking of you so we can have an NFL season. But if you miss us in between now and then, you can find us on the Twitter. I'm at Kelsey underscore Charles and Megan. At Meg Murray with four R's. And if you want to download all our podcasts, which I think you do, make sure you're following Blog and the Boys wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Stitcher. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Rate and review. Please give us those stars. It really does help us out, and we appreciate it more than you know. But... That is all for now. Until next time, though, never forget. Dallas forever, Philly for never. Bye, guys.